everybody. Welcome to Talking Disney Podcast, where we talk about the Disney canon classic films. And this month, we are talking about the film The Aristocats, uh, the 20th animated uh, classic from Walt Disney Animation Studios. Now, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Stanford is here. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm hanging in there. It's been quite good. a week for me. <laughs> yes, it has. I'm so glad you're doing okay. Yeah, I've gotten some good doctors, some good treatment, and uh, and so I uh, I feel very blessed. And uh, it's a nice break from all of that to to just watch a Disney movie and enjoy and talk to you about it. And because uh, yeah, it's been certainly I, nothing I could have predicted. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, seriously, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> so glad you're okay. Uh, thanks. Hey, yes. But how have you been this week? Hey, I'm, you know, doing well. I am going absolutely so crazy. <laughs> no. But I am, I am doing my part, doing my social distancing, and I'm, you know, healthy and, you know, just, yeah. I'm with you. I just, I, I feel grateful. I just feel grateful. So yeah. that's yeah. the only way we can kind of get through it is to, I don't know, just try to try to be as positive as possible. That's right. It, it's hard. It's hard. And thank goodness for movies thank goodness yes. for disney disney plus oh. it's been like the gift you know i've been having fun with my family a couple nights a week yeah we'll all, we're, we're kind of spread out across the country you know we'll watch yeah it's just like family we'll watch we'll pick a movie to watch on disney plus and we just press play at the same time and then we just text or whatever and then maybe chat a little bit afterwards mm-hmm. but even that that's been comforting yeah. I mean, as strange as it sounds, you know, I mean, we're not together, but in person, but we kind of are together. Yeah. At least they feel like, oh, we're all watching the same thing. And it's almost yeah. like we're watching it together. Yeah. I mean, we did that with Coco a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah, maybe even really a month fun. ago. And that was, it was comforting. Yeah. Especially yeah. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Movie. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but this month, we uh we got the aristocats the random number generator yes the aristocats and uh yeah this is an interesting movie and we're going to talk a lot about uh at the end uh some of the different comments from twitter because this is a pretty actually pretty divisive movie uh it seems like people have a huge amount of nostalgia for it uh and i don't know maybe did it is it the was it something that was played a lot on the disney channel or I don't know. You know, it just seems like there's some, for some people have an inordinate amount of nostalgia yeah. for this movie. That's a really good question. Yeah. I, I remember really liking this film as a child. Yeah. You know, I think part of it is just the aesthetic. Yeah. The, the character designs, again, are, are, are great. And, and uh, France, you know, I mean, there's, and there's, you know, there's yeah. fun music. Uh, I, I have very different feelings about it as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I'm really excited to talk with you about it. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think maybe part, it might be partly the fact that it's one of the only animated films about cats. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's Oliver and Company, but even from other which, studios. Which was decades later, you know, yeah. almost two decades. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, there, like, there's just very few uh, live action or other or animated movies about cats. It's mostly about dogs, a boy and his dog movies. How often do you hear about a boy and a cat 
movie. Yeah. Not very much. Like never. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's some of those live action comedies. There's the cat from outer space. Yeah. That, that darn, darn cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a little different in tone. <laughs> yeah. And there's things like, yeah, a lot of times the cats are the villains, like in Babe, for instance. Lady and the Tramp. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, that the, I think in Babe, it says something to the effect of, there are many nice, kind cats in the world. And then there's like, this is not one of them. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we ever wanted to do a bonus. I would do babe. I love babe so much. Yeah, babe that is so be, good. It would be a fun one. But yeah, um, it would be fun. But yeah, the uh, the there's just not that many anime there's not that many films about cats. And there's not this is probably one of the cutest as far as the designs of the cats. Right. I was going to say, it's so, it, visually, it's so appealing. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, and you know, I mean, kittens, hello, puppies and kittens yeah. are, are, are a win, like, in, in anywhere. And, and these three <laughs> kittens in particular, you know. Are really cute. Yeah. Are super cute. Yeah. You know, Marie, the cat, the you know, the, the the white female, you know, uh-huh. the one with the white with the white fur, she's she's a hugely popular popular Disney character in Japan. Oh, I yeah. remember went to I, I went to Tokyo Disneyland. This was a few years ago, but I mean there was almost more Marie merchandise at Tokyo Disneyland than there was Mickey Mouse. It was mm-hmm. so weird. <laughs> 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 it's like what yeah. is happening here? If they were gonna have, if they were gonna have characters in the France Pavilion, I mean, I feel kind of bad because they've got, they've got these cats, which look kind of weird in character. They're, the walk form. around characters are weird. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the walk around Marie. You know? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And then they have. Uh, and then they have Ratatouille, which those look really <laughs> weird. <laughs> That's right. Walk we around. Cats and rats walk around. Characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, I, I was actually just talking to my sister and she was saying how uh, this whole sketch era is one of her, is if not her, one of her, if not her favorites artistic style from disney she was saying she loves robin hood she loves jungle book she loves uh you know winnie the pooh is great um uh the um it has this hannah dalmatians which i think is the highlight of the era uh personally although i also love winnie the pooh uh but uh, yeah it's a it's a really interesting era that probably doesn't get enough respect from uh, from Disney, because I, they definitely, especially at the time, kind of saw it as a um, as a clearance thing. It didn't have the artistry of the uh, of the golden era or the the best of the silver era and this bronze era uh, that it you know it didn't have. It just wasn't the same as your Bambies and your you know things like that yeah uh, but yeah so this is an interesting movie because it was released in 1970 and it was and it was the last uh film that was approved by walt disney before he died uh and 
Uh, so uh, he, he, because it went from like person to person to person. And uh, originally it was going to be a TV, uh, TV movie. And uh, in live, I think in live action, but then he died in 1966. And uh, it, obviously then it took four years to be made, but it does kind of have that's the last one that they were to do the release that he had any involvement in yeah so it's kind of interesting yeah it is interesting and i've always i've often wondered how the film would be different if all were involved alive during the production yeah uh i i would hope that it would you know the story would have made some they would have possibly made some changes to the storyline yeah but, that's just me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah it, it was the last f- film that the sherman brothers worked on for yeah i think that's right yeah the last animated film yeah the sherman yeah. brothers at disney yeah yeah because i guess they were not happy with how things were being run at the time yeah post walt i think yeah mm-hmm. and they I, yeah they left they did all sorts of other stuff with other studios yeah I thought that they did it all. I actually didn't realize until watching uh, it for this that I, and doing the research, that they only did the two songs. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> so they just did the, um, the opening song and the Scales and Arpeggios song. Yeah. It was a different songwriting duo that wrote Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, right? Is that yeah. correct, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, Terry um, Gilkson, Gilkson did Thomas O'Malley Cat, and and then Everybody Wants to Be a Cat was composed by Floyd Huddleston and Al Rinker. Okay. Uh, so they um, they were able to. It sounds like they kind of pieced it together by different some different people uh, that, uh, and they even I guess they used some already written songs as well uh and uh they they had some songs that they didn't have using like edgar originally had a song uh so which would have been interesting yes absolutely i know i I, yeah i've wondered what other songs the sherman brothers wrote for it you know that didn't Mm -hmm. get that didn't get used or how that how that whole process worked yeah one thing that's interesting about this, and this is, I admit, a nitpick, but it's kind of interesting because later on in the in the, in, in the movie, there's like a specific thing that, well, are they gonna are are, are uh, Thomas and uh, the Duchess gonna get married in order for the and this like a thing, but <laughs> if 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 marriage exists in the world of the cats for this movie, which it does evidently. Then what happened to Mr. Duchess? See, She's I put that in kittens. my notes too. <laughs> Rachel was like, we don't know why they don't have a father. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and there's no discussion about it. And I wish right. that they would, maybe that's, maybe that's going to be Aristocats too. You know, when, maybe. <laughs> when, cheapals, when the cheapals come, come back in vogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're little kittens. So it could have been more than a couple months. I know. And there's yeah. no mention. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind whatever. of funny 
it but, is kind of funny. I, I, that's one thing I don't. It didn't cross my mind you know, as a child. <laughs> Rewatching these, as, this is an adult. Yeah. I sure wonder. <laughs> the the problem with this movie because there are good things about it. Like we talked about the animation. We, uh, we'll talk about the music, some other things. But the problem is, I feel like it's so derivative of other better projects. <laughs> like it's very derivative of 101 Dalmatians. It's very derivative of Lady and the Tramp. It's very derivative of uh, of uh, Jungle Book. Uh, and so it just kind of feels for somebody like us that sees all the Disney films and a lot of other films, it just feels kind of flat. Mm-hmm everything that's good about it has been i think done better yeah except for maybe the fact that they're cats that's really the only everything else you be like oh yeah there's uh that you know that's in the 101 dalmatians that's in lady in the tramp that's in uh and so i think that's what hurts it the most more than the fact that none of the stuff is, is really bad uh it's just it's weak yeah and unoriginal yeah i I agree with you. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's flat too, as far as you know, the story goes. And I've, I felt too that they, they rely so heavily on the, on the comedic, quote unquote comedic, you know, because some of it's not, not necessarily that funny, but uh, as an adult, you know, but um, yeah. the, those comedic action scenes, which mm. work better in previous films. Yeah. Like, for example, the, even the Jungle Book you know, ha, 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 has some of those. They seem, I don't know, for, they, they seem to work better. In this, in this movie, they, to me, they almost seem like they're too long. It was like, yeah. wow, like, how much are those two hound dogs going to beat up on Edgar, you know, you know, on, yeah. that, on that, that windmill? I mean, that's, that, to me, always seems like it's 20 minutes. Yeah. It's probably only, like, five. I mean, and Lafayette <laughs> and Napoleon are just practically carbon copies of Jacques and Trusty from Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and without as good a script. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just not, like, it's fine, but it's just not, it's not exciting. And, um, and so I, I think that's, that's the biggest problem with this movie. I agree with what you're saying. And, uh, and so it starts out with, uh the um the dutch uh, not the duchess the madame uh, uh it's meeting with her attorney uh georges and George. i actually like this whole sequence i think it's kind of funny kind of i think cute. i think it's the setup is really cute you know the they the opening credits i'm immediately i mean they, they, they grab me immediately i mean i remember liking them as a kid but it's yeah. marie chevalier you know i mean right. how, i think that is a win yeah get him to sing the song and it's a it's a super cute song yeah. classic Sherman brothers you know and you get him out of retirement to sing it yeah i saying i just um, i just, I, I love that and then i agree with you i think just the setup with the you know that that i love the chateau that the madame lives in yeah i just think it's so beautiful, beautiful. so classic parisian you know of the time period yeah and and that whole scene was was George is funny. I mean, he's he's uh, that would be fun. I thought it was funny animated. I thought also would be funny in live action too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just but it was really I just like how they did it. I thought yeah. it, worked, it worked for me. Yeah, I agree. It it was really cute. And 
But then you have, so Edgar is listening in on... Eavesdropping, uh, eavesdropping Edgar. Eavesdropping on uh, this writing of the will. And he gets super mad when she's going to give all of her possessions to uh, to the cats. And then he will get everything after the cats are gone. And the whole thing is just so stupid. It's... <laughs> It's, I mean, it really is. Like, he, he, she is basically giving the giving the possessions to him. He's going to take care of the cats. Like, the cats are not able to care for themselves. I mean, and 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 right now, they <laughs> he doesn't have it now, and so killing them now makes no sense. If if I uh, when she dies he can just not feed them like he can do whatever he wants she's dead she has no other relatives (laughs) like yeah like the fact that he would try to kill them now makes no sense yeah amen and he uh he's so crazed about it so instantly and the thing is we don't really get to see edgar really i mean we see him a little bit just like when he's riding the horse and you know riding the care care bringing the carriage in and yeah and the cat and and maybe he's irritated but it just seems like he's just kind of like the nice bubbler yeah we don't know what kind of if he's always if he's always been cranky like this but i agree with you it's just like dude what are you doing this is so bizarre yeah <laughs> yeah i mean when you compare uh because you can have villains with nonsensical motivations sure i mean cruella certainly does i mean the fact she wants to have 101 puppies to make coats is insane that's right really stupid but she's so over the top that she sells it and yeah. you also get just enough of her to for most of the most of the movie uh it's uh it's um oh my gosh my brain uh it's the two henchmen in one yeah jasper and yeah Horace jasper, and jasper. Yeah. Yeah, that are that are the main like villain that they deal with. Because if you had Cruella the whole movie, it would be too much. It would be too exhausting. Uh, and so I think that uh, that that's because Edgar is just he's just boring. He, there's nothing interesting about him. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> totally agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and for him to instantly turn so against the cats it's yeah it's it just seems just like it really kind of comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and so basically this initial setup you have find out that that you have uh toulouse who uh, is a painter you have berlos who is plays the piano and you have marie who is the singer and they do scales and arpeggios which I love that sequence yeah. actually. I because I just it's think cute. it's so cute because again, cats playing the piano and cats painting. Come on, I mean, it's it's such a clever use of of animation. The kit, you know, and it's just I just that's just like Disney character animation at its greatest. You know, just because mm-hmm. it's so adorable. Yeah, <laughs> the, the way just the way that the cats are are, are yeah. Anyway. I yeah. think that's one of the reasons that's got to be one of the things that really sticks with people who like yeah. this film, you know? Yeah, is, I think so. Is this, is this sequence. I think yeah. so. I think it's, it's really, really cute. And I feel like that song was on like a lot of, 
those sing-along videos and stuff like that yeah yeah you know like maybe it, the whole thing wasn't played but that song mm-hmm. was was seen quite a bit and yeah uh so yeah i think there's definitely an affection there and the cats are really cute and it's cute to see one of them painting and one of them uh, oh, yeah. and uh, they end up getting drugged by by edgar uh, by edgar creme de la creme a la edgar <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he's spiked yes with like a whole bottle of sleeping pills <laughs> right, right? <laughs> and he almost drinks them and he's like mm, yeah maybe not <laughs> uh, oh. and then you also meet uh lafayette and napoleon and lafayette uh, and you also meet uh, Roquefort. Roquefort, the little mouse, the little house yeah. mouse, who's voiced by by uh, Sterling Holloway. So that's yeah. always a win, I think, when you get Sterling Holloway in your film. You know, yeah. I think I, I was like, I was like his voice. It's almost it makes uh, some of his characters in the older films seem all the more like their villainy surprises you because it's like that's Winnie the Pooh's voice. <laughs> I know. Why is he being a sinister snake <laughs> yeah, or whatever? He wants, yeah, he wants to eat. eat yeah. Mommy. yeah. But uh, so it's, it's interesting. Then uh, we uh, and he's kind of like a sort of a detective kind of. Well, you know, because he's got like his Sherlock Holmes yeah. clothing on for the second half of the film. When he first comes out to eat the creme de la creme a la Edgar, he's not dressed. Right. And so that kind of <laughs> puzzles me. On. He puts on clothes for the second, you know, when, when he reappears. Yeah. And they're cute. I mean, he's got the cute little hat and the cape. But, so yeah, he yeah. kind of is like the detective, but he, he, uh, he helps later, you know. Yeah. He's important later in the film. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so uh, Edgar takes the cats uh, that are asleep out into the country on his uh on his motorcycle that has a sidecar and uh and he gets chased by lafayette and napoleon so there's kind of that whole scene like i said i think they are very similar to jackson trustee for sure yeah um uh and so he leaves the cats by the river and uh, then they wake up and they realize where they are and i don't feel like the Duchess is upset enough for finding out she's in the middle of nowhere, you know, like all alone with her kids. Right. Like she's not very upset. And I think compare like Pongo and Purdy feel way more upset. And the whole thing is way more traumatic. Yeah. Duchess is just like, she was like, we're fine. We're fine. You're fine. You know? (laughs) And I appreciate how she's trying to be calm, but also like, uh, you are in the middle of nowhere and you don't you know yeah (laughs) what is like just very she's very like nonchalant about it like yeah she only really gets upset when uh when marie gets in in the water it seems like that's the only time she gets upset yeah and i i that's probably partly because ava gabor is the voice and that's just a, a very kind of genteel a sophisticated voice but as a mother you expect her to be a little more to be a little more scared right on and uh but she's not and so uh then you they end up 
uh, meeting, they, so then, yeah, Roquefort ends up going to look for them. Like you said, he's got his detective suit on. <laughs> and he seems more upset about it than the Duchess does. I know. To me. <laughs> he's freaking out. And, <laughs> uh, and that's, when they, that's when they meet Thomas O'Malley, the alley cat. And you Giuseppe got, Casey. Yes. And you got this Phil Harris uh, voicing the role. And it's a pretty fun song. I, uh, I, I feel like it, I don't think it's super memorable, but it's fun enough. I think the song. Yeah, it's clever. And you know, I, I really like Phil Harris. Don't get me wrong. I think Phil Harris is just delightful. Yeah. You know, but he is the same character. <laughs> yeah. Blue and Thomas O'Malley and Little John to me. Are just like identical. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they look, they all look different. I just think, I mean, good for him. He was just able to kind of be this one kind of persona. Yeah. And and the animators did, did the rest, but that kind of cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even to the point of literally using some of the same animation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I feel like the pro- part of the problem with this movie is there's almost no conflict with the cats uh, i mean they go from one one spot to another spot to another spot whereas like in 101 dalmatians them getting home is way more tense like just as yeah. one example so in this in this movie there's a scene where they get on the back of a truck uh to, to help them get home and it's aside from briefly Marie uh, falling off and he, he, he's saving her. If you compare it to the scene in 100 Dalmatians where they're all covered with soot trying to get on oh, yeah. the back of the train, there's no, I mean, the, the truck, there's no comparison. That scene is so much more tense. Every yeah. drop, glop, 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 you know, and, and, and showing the soot. And, you know, you see Cruella just kind of looking at them looking at them no nobody's looking for them nobody's trying to find them nobody is i I mean so there's no sense of like conflict it's literally just well they have to get home yeah and i I agree with you rachel the there is no tension and the only tension is for literally like a minute and a half when like those two times that marie falls yeah you know Marie, marie falls off the trestle uh, you know, into the water too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as well as that one where she falls off the truck, but that's, she falls off the truck, but that's the way to get O'Malley back with the, you know, back with them. But this other one is just like, and then you just, I mean, it's like, you know, he's going to save her. I mean, it's, it, it, it happens so quickly and it's just like, uh, somebody, you know, put, yeah. a leash, put, you know, put something on Marie so she stops falling. I mean, <laughs> but, it really is so much like in 101 Dalmatians, they're like, they're super cold in the snow oh. what are they gonna eat you know they're there yeah the cows and, the, the, and- the, the, there's so much more tension and and you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more suspense you know yeah in that and that there's none of that in this yeah like you compare a character that's a minor character in 100 Dalmatians, sergeant tibbs and the amount of conflict and things that he has to deal with yeah is- way more than the than anything you get in this this movie yeah yeah 
and I, I think that's clearly a big part of it just being feeling flat you know particularly when you're watching it through maybe some grown-up eyes that's you know, that seen more movies mm-hmm. you know? yes yeah yeah and uh, and so then edgar decides to go back because he's left his hat and his umbrella like this makes no sense I, like, I mean, is, is, is you, his know, name? Like, are you kidding me? You're going to go back and deal with those dogs again after you had, again, that thing that it feels, to me feels like 20 minutes, even though I'm sure it's not, but where they're chasing it's him pretty long. It, on it that really, windmill. It goes on and on and on. It's and, pretty long, and it doesn't make any sense. Is his name in the hat and umbrella? If it's not, and, 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 and the hat and the umbrella are not near the cat's so <laughs> so it makes no sense that yeah. even if somebody were to find them i mean this is not a world that accepts anthropomorphized <laughs> at least it's not supposed to but then right. they're like playing music i i don't know it's confusing because uh because there's no reason why he would expect the dogs to tell the humans that about that it's his hat and that he did it you know like it's it just it makes no sense why he would go back. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, if anything, I think that's his sidecar, isn't it? Like that yeah. seems like that would be more yeah. uh, more telling than a more hat. Incriminating than the hat and the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh and I do think that the there's a scene where the cats, the the kittens are uh there there's like this presto breakfast scene where thomas is trying to get breakfast and you see them they're like wiggling their noses uh-huh. and that that was pretty cute they're cute <laughs> I like yeah i mean I think those kittens are so cute and i don't like cats and i but i think i think these kids are so cute <laughs> yeah and then you meet abigail and amelia gabble and they're on yes. a walking tour they're, of France. They're British geese. <laughs> now I've got a story about Abigail. Yeah. And, and, and Amelia. So they are voiced by the British actresses Monica Evans and Carol Shelley. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it's been a few months, but you know how much I love watching uh, old movies on Turner Classic Movies. Mm-hmm. Well, they showed the movie The Odd Couple. Mm-hmm. which is based on that Neil Simon play, but it's with Walter Matthau and with Jack yeah. Lemmon. Mm-hmm. And one of the scenes in that movie uh, is that they're, so the Walter Matthau character is trying to set up a double date with some women that live in their apartment building. And they're two British women and they're the pigeon sisters. And they are played by Monica Evans and Carol Shelley. And so there's this whole scene in this movie, this date goes horribly wrong but they're just these kind of giggling Brits. <laughs> and so I really, I mean, I think that's why they were cast because. Makes sense. Because the odd couple had come out like a couple years earlier, I think, you know, maybe 68 or something. I got to double mm. check. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. That, oh, okay. So there's, there's some kind of rhyme or reason to why they're, they hired these two, two women. It's almost like they're reprising their role. Uh, Mm-hmm. They're, they're playing geese instead of the pigeon sisters <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah yeah and uh and they save o'malley uh thinking From they're drowning. teaching how to swim yeah and that's amusing enough that's fun 
and this is where you get the uh you're either her husband or you are not yeah like the scandal <laughs> they say, it's all scandalous <laughs> with these british geese yeah you said they say yeah. obviously a philanderer who trifles in unsuspecting women's hearts and then weird line it was then little marie says how romantic i'm like what <laughs> what's what's that <laughs> that was weird it's a weird moment yeah um, but uh yeah it's so i don't know like we said it's especially weird given there is no father for these kittens mm-hmm. maybe the duchess is kind of fast and loose i don't know yeah yeah we don't know and but they all <laughs> seem very unaffected by it so yeah yes so whatever <laughs> they end up at the lapite cafe and they meet uncle waldo uncle waldo which <laughs> It to me is like kind of one of the more bizarre characters of the whole film because <laughs> honestly, he doesn't have anything to do with the plot, does he? No, he like this so- is the the weird part of early Disney. You don't see it as much, I don't think anymore. But they had a lot of times where there was just the one character who was there to get drunk. Yeah, in movies, and I'm like, yeah, I like the Sleeping weird- Beauty, and yeah, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. You had it. In- cinderella you have a drinking yeah. scene you have a drinking scene in pinocchio you have a drinking scene and, uh, <laughs> uh, i mean doesn't doesn't um doesn't dumbo uh, not dumbo um oh what's wrong with me the doesn't one of the dwarfs get drunk uh dopey oh, I'm not, I'm not sure. dopey get a little tipsy it's dopey um but uh but certainly in dumbo you, yeah. you do yeah you have the whole drunk uh pink elephant scene yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of uh, of Disney movies that have the one drunk character, which is yeah. very confusing. <laughs> it is and Uncle Waldo's right up there because yeah. I, I was just trying to remember. It's like okay, it's really telling myself, okay, pay attention because the I kind of I draw a blank, you know, like okay, so what happens? Do we ever meet up with you know <laughs> the the Gabble sisters again? We don't. They don't no. show. They, don't they show just Mexico. help them get to Paris, I guess. Yeah, and they get to the Le Petit Cafe, <laughs> and they get to Paris really fast, considering oh, they're they're there. Drinking geese. Yeah. So obviously Edgar did not drive very far. Yeah. Into the country. Into the countryside. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so I don't know. It's just bizarre. <laughs> the, the drunk. I should do an article about all the drunk disney characters (laughs) drunk disney yeah these random drunk disney characters yeah (laughs) Um, but uh um so then we have the whole scene where he find he arrives and there's this long scene between him and between edgar and lafayette napoleon in the hay bales and And another one it's just like yeah there's some funny, some amusing physical comedy there, um, but just not enough, and it's just not funny enough, and it's it's not my favorite. Yeah, but and it does go on too long. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and so they decide to stay over at the Scat Cat uh, in his gang house, and this is where this movie gets pretty dicey. Is that like every member of this band is a racial caricature uh-huh exactly <laughs> I, don't the think, best. I think i don't think it yeah definitely wouldn't fly today yes. but 
Yeah. Especially the Shungun cat. Uh, he sings Shanghai, Hong Kong, Egg Fu Young, Fortune Cookies, all are always wrong. Which is, just, isn't the best. Yeah. And, you know, these cats are all standing on two legs for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's why it makes no sense when yeah. she's like, She's and like, we've got the band down below in the house. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> and they're, you know, in hats and glasses and stuff. And whereas, you know, with Duchess and the kids and Thomas O'Malley, they're on all fours. You know, I mean, they're, 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 being, they're being cats. Anyway, it's, it's, it's really a kind of a trippy, it's a trippy scene. Although this is my favorite song from the film. Yeah, the song is amazing. Yeah. It's really good. I also really like the way they use color when they're dancing. Oh. The the lighting and color look is very unique and I like it. It's so fun. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's in fact I was just wondering about how long it took would take them to animate that sequence because the you know the characters keep changing color too. Mm-hmm. And uh uh anyway, it's 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 pretty fun. It's it's yeah. Yeah. That everybody wants to be a cat. I just I I enjoyed it enough that I, that I kind of you know I guess I don't know if I necessarily let it go, but I just I guess it is what it is. And yeah. then also, I mean, the cats are in just this horribly rundown building, like horribly yeah. enough that that as they're like panning on the piano in the final. <laughs> verse or whatever yeah the piano goes through all like four floors (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is Uh, one messed up building (laughs) that's right yeah no it's it's i mean i guess it's the only place where they could probably where if we lived in a world where there were anthropomorphized cats they probably would have to live in a place like that they're living in a place like that in paris i don't know yeah Rent's expensive in Paris. We know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they could be like in the circus or something. Uh, but, but yeah. And so then they have, there's a scene where uh, Duchess and O'Malley are looking at, they're on the roof. They're looking at the moon and they're, and you see uh, them talking about, uh, about whether she should go back to the madam. And uh, he doesn't understand why she wants to. And and then you see Marie, and she says, "Well, we almost had a father." <laughs> and, uh, like, that's when I wrote down in my, in my notes, like, <laughs> "We don't know what happened to their father." Yeah, yeah. Can someone, please explain <laughs> if this is even something we should worry about. <laughs> so then they end up at the house, and that's when Edgar tries to bag he bags them up. And uh, and so Roquefort is trying to uh, trying to save the day, and he's sent by O'Malley to the Scat Cats and uh, to get them. And uh, so Edgar is going to mail them to Timbuktu. Timbuktu. Mm-hmm. I think this scene is is maybe the only one where I felt a sense of tension. Mm-hmm. And again, it's short lived, yeah. uh, but it's, to me, it's the only one because it's just like, oh yeah, I mean duchess they're in this crate and it's not looking good you know they're gonna they're gonna get sent away so for me that's the only one the whole film i haven't felt anything up until you know right 
Yeah, and, and what, there's about, some, what about for you? Does that no? I agree you with you. I agree with you. And there's some fun, funny physical comedy. Yeah, in it's this funny because everybody pitches in Fru Fru the horse, who I yeah. love. Yeah. And yeah, and, and then when 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 Scat Cat shows up and and everybody's trying to take down Edgar, yeah. and that's 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 pretty fun. It is pretty fun, and he ends up in the uh, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edward Edward gets his just desserts. He's the one who gets locked in the case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and sent to Timbuktu. Yeah. And uh, you see you see the uh, Madam saying, "Oh, if only Edgar had known." He probably wouldn't have left. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's Cute removed from the so, will. <laughs> and and she, you know, and she's not, she's none the wiser. And I guess it's just as well, right? That he, yeah, Edgar and, was the mastermind behind. And she the, says that she's uh, made the house a home for the alley cats of Paris. And you get a reprise of everybody wants to be a cat yeah. with them playing and with singing, and singing and, like, which is fun. And but then also I'm thinking, oh dear, I mean, because <laughs> Madam was already kind of a crazy cat lady. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then she really <laughs> turns into it. <laughs> like she, she doesn't like, even give it a second thought before. Yeah. She's, she's like, they're playing crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> Letting them all come in. Yeah. <laughs> Her beautiful. Her beautiful house. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's the that's the movie. And uh, it, like I said, I think it's harmless. I do really like the songs. And I I think that it's nice to have a nice cat movie for cat owners. Uh, but it's definitely... I didn't actually forgot to write down... Uh, it's definitely in the lower quadrant of my ranking. Uh, what about you? Where did you have it ranked? I have it ranked at number 40 um it is in between bolt at 39 and 2011's winnie the pooh at 41 oh, okay uh, yeah i i think you know again ch- sentimental childhood movie that i still think I, I i love the art and there's enough fun stuff in it to kind of keep it almost at the, at the border between the middle and, and, and my lower tier but uh mm-hmm. still not not the greatest yeah i have it at 46 and i oh, have okay. yeah i have oliver and company at 47 and i have the three caballeros at 45 in my okay the last ranking that i did uh so yeah there we go <laughs> excellent uh, so and that was in 2017 so there's some missing in my ranking uh when i did this last one but uh so there we go and so uh we will let so let's talk about some of the like sort of a big variety of opinions yes we got. i can't wait uh, to hear what your yeah, awesome yeah. followers have to say about <laughs> about this film yeah so so hayden he says i loved it as a kid to the point where i had to buy a new vhs because i wore the first one out oh doesn't wow. doesn't quite hold up now yeah uh, and uh richard southler says i watched it a lot when i was younger like most disney films but it's quite bland looking back the scenes with the dogs are my favorite and uh so then georgia she's georgia speech she says you don't wear a fuzzy costume with a headpiece not shown in 85 degree weather unless you love the movie marie is the best i love them all and i still regularly sing thomas o'malley's song p.s edgar is the worst so I'm not sure if she meant the worst worst or 
like a bad guy worst right, or the worst right. character worst? Or the worst character worst, yeah. Maybe, uh, the, maybe the former. Yeah. <laughs> Animated Addicts is, though, I will concede it's not a great film. I do still like and get enjoyment out of it, even though the story feels like an inferior version of 101 Dalmatians and the villain is exceptionally weak, but it's held up by memorable characters, good animation, and catchy songs. Uh, Christian Paystrap, he says, it's fine. I like the animal characters a ton, but it suffers in terms of plot and especially culturally speaking. Uh, Dalton Carter, he says, definitely one of the weaker films from Disney Animation. But thankfully, it's still an enjoyable one thanks to its likable cast of characters, great animation, and a solid soundtrack courtesy of the Sherman Brothers. I'm also a big cat person, so that helps too. Uh, Kyle, Q, Kyle O, he says, considering this, it, this entered production after Walt's death and the animation department was being drained once again with a ton of the money they used to spend on features going into Walt Disney World, instead... Aristocats at least being entertaining is quite something. Uh, we have uh, Alex, uh, Alex Klepp, he says, really boring <laughs> and, un <laughs> and, and uninteresting plot. The characters don't do much for me, especially the kittens, whom are really annoying, and I don't really care for the songs. <laughs> Scales and arpeggios might be my least favorite so Disney song of all time. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you have, yeah, you have Nadia Raquel. She says, "I love it. We love quoting it to the kids. The whole mess of what Edgar thought and did to the journey of Duchess meeting Thomas O'Malley and coming back home." Uh, <laughs> uh, MC Myers says, "The villain plot are so forgettable that it should have embraced what really works, which is the cat's world and the implied caste system between breeds. A more." a more diffuse st structure sort of in the stone might have emphasized its charm instead of feeling like a lesser Dalmatians. Uh, and then Jim Griswold, he says, I really love it. One of my cats is actually named Toulouse after this movie. The Asian cat part is regrettable, but other than that, I just love that movie. Uh, one, I'll do one more. Uh, Mike Cobella, he says, as cat lovers, my sister and I just eat up this movie. One of the Disney films we watched the most, definitely. It's just very fun, feel-good little adventure with such likable characters. We named our very first cat Toulouse, but we also had a cat named Marie. And <laughs> uh, one more, actually. M Matthew Latham, he says, 101 Dalmatians did it better. Although, who knew how lucrative Marie would be for Disney? Also, scales and arpeggios and everybody wants to be a cat are bops. Sometimes the music and characters a movie brings to the table is worth not so great, not a not so great one. And so, yeah, there's there's a bunch more, but but you see, it's all yeah, over. all over the map. That's really great. I, yeah. yeah, it's so interesting, right? That this yeah. film would really, yeah, just have all all these different opinions about it, and a lot of them. You know, as you said, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I was not expecting, I thought I got to get four or five. Uh, but I mean, I, I got way more than that. Got a bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, so, very good. Thank you so much to everybody who responded. Really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. And, Thank you. And you can uh, find us on Twitter at Disney Talking. So make sure you keep that feedback in. And, uh, and so let's see what we got next. All right.
<laughs> random ge- random number generator. Yes. 101 Dalmatians. We were well, doing we haven't done that. How awesome is that? Yeah. We, we go to the one where it, all this stuff actually works well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Yay. that will be really fun. I love 101 Dalmatians I so much. love it. I really love that film. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy news. Yes. Very good. So uh, let us know again uh, what you think of Aristocats. Uh, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, thank you so much, Stanford. This was really fun. Oh, this was and, so fun. Yeah. And um, how can people find you on, on social media and all that? I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark. And I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, I'm at the Hallmarkies podcast where we have been doing some really good stuff over there uh and uh, it's really cool because since we have are all we're all getting kind of stir crazy all of us co-hosts uh every everybody's been contributing and doing their own episodes doing their own stuff and it's just been really fun so uh definitely check out hallmark's podcast and uh we'll have all those links in the description and uh, we'll be excited to talk about 101 dalmatians so yes absolutely uh, please leave your Ratings and reviews. Uh, if, if if you're listening on iTunes, and please uh, give us uh, give us thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you're listening on uh, YouTube, and please consider becoming a patron. We have we have try to have a ton of fun in our Facebook group and other perks and giveaways and other stuff. And then we also have our merch store, which has hashtag animation animation nerd T-shirts. So check that out and. Uh, Just lots of fun stuff going on and we so appreciate your support and we'll talk to you all later. Bye everyone. Bye.